Matthew 18, 1 through 4. Matthew 18, 1 through 4. The Bible said, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? The disciples asking Jesus, Who is the greatest? How many like to be the greatest? Most folks like to be the greatest. The winner, the top, number one. Isn't that right? They ask, who's the greatest? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The same is the greatest. He just right then and there answered the disciples' question, who's the greatest? Got to be like a little child. Everybody say you don't need to be childish, but you need to be childlike. Look at somebody and tell them that. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you for standing. The disciples seem to be viewing the kingdom in the light of the temporal, but Jesus answered a deeper question than they really maybe even thought they were asking. And the real emblem of a genuine disciple is to be like a child. A child is destitute of ambition and pride. He's just who he is. Gypsy Smith, I'm told, uh, I, I heard Vance Havner speak about Gypsy Smith, and he picked up on this, and I picked up on it from Vance Havner. When he said Gypsy Smith was a great evangelist in his day among his rank, he was born in a tent and lived in a gypsy camp. This great evangelist was, uh, uh, again, great in his day among his rank, and he died at the age of 87. Are you listening? I was, he said, I was born in the field. Don't put me in a flower pot. He started out as a lad and didn't know all the big words in the Bible. He, he would read up to a big word and stop on this side of it, then preach a little while, then start reading on the other side of that big word and preach a while. And somebody asked him, Gypsy Smith asked, somebody asked him, said, what is the secret of the freshness of your ministry when he was way in his 80s? What was the secret of his freshness again when he was way in his 80s? And his answer was, I have never lost the wonder. Let me preach to you for a little while about never lose 
the wonder or speak to you, whatever this may be. Jesus says, except you be converted and become as a little child. I look at, I, 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 I like to watch children when they get new things or they get a surprise to them. Their eyes brighten up. The smile comes, comes across their face. They have this sense of surprise. Everything is new to them. At four years old, you have all the questions. At 18, you have all the answers. And But the little child has an, an imagination. And somebody said imagination is one-fourth fact and three-fourths fantasy. That's why they have the wonder to them, the excitement to them. Now, there are, there, there are not seven wonders of the world in the eyes of a child. Somebody said there are seven million. Are you getting my point already? Are you with me out there? I'm about like Daddy used to sit on the platform when the, eye, when the lights were blinded and he'd go like this. Y'all remember that? Anybody remember that? <laughs> uh, Walt's straight, straight tip said that. There are seven million wonders. Saturday Evening Post said, what happened to the magic of childhood? Now, I'm, I, I, I'm not so much concerned about the excitement of a child, but I'm trying to preach to you or teach to you about a spiritual application. I already want to get across what I want to get across and tell you, never lose the excitement of serving God. There's a danger in that. I can, I remember going to Eureka and uh, the mother and daddy of our grandchildren bought, them a, bought our grandchildren there a, a, a swing set and Guess who gets to put it together? So I get out in the backyard and I tear the boxes open and I'm, I'm putting pieces together and trying to find out where all the pieces go and you know how it is. You just, uh, I don't have time to read instructions sometimes. Just give me a picture and I can pretty much put it together. But I got it put together and had the big long boxes, Marshall. I had them laying out there. And the kids come out to see the, the, uh, the swing set. And I'm thinking, they're going to get on this thing, and they're going to swing, and they're going to slide, and they're going to have a good time. You know where they went? To the boxes. The boxes meant, you know, I could, get a hold, I could get a hold of one end of the box and pull them around and slang them and slide them and whatever. And, they, uh, and they'd say, do it again, Daddy, do it again. Oh, I wish some people tonight would tell the Lord, just do it again. Touch me one more time. Y'all gonna have to warm up now. Let's, come on, do it again, Lord. Oh, yes. Children find everything Somebody said, in nothing, 
Men find nothing in everything. Isn't that about right? Every, uh, uh, Rabin Dronoff Tagore said, Every child comes with the message that God is not yet discouraged of man. He made one more because he knew what he was making. It's simply that the child simply believes God. God give us that childlike faith. You know what? I, if, I, if I want somebody to pray for me, I want a child to pray for me. Because they can just go past reason. They can go past what everybody else says is going to happen. And what medical science says happened, they, 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 they still, they believe farther than it looks like we can believe. It, it, it simply believes God. Children do not evaluate first and then believe. No, they believe without any evaluation. Sister Aretha, uh, what's your boy's name? Michael, that's right, I knew that. Your husband's name, Michael too. <laughs> Michael number one. <laughs> but uh, Aretha's little boy, one time I had prayed for him. I don't even hardly remember it. He might remember it. I prayed for him somewhere. I don't know if they brought him over to the house and I prayed for him or, or whatever. But, but uh, God, God healed him. But he said, Brother Wilson, heal me. <laughs> I didn't, but God did. No, Brother Steve prayed for you, but God healed you is what they told him. Tyler Cup was here Sunday. This is Jeff's uh, son. Um, it, it, children, what I'm saying is children see God in us, Christ in us. I knocked on their door. I think, I don't know if somebody was sick or whatever, whether I went to pray for them or simply was knocking on doors and trying to get people to come to church. But I knocked on the door, and Tyler, he must have been about so tall, he said, Jesus is here, Daddy. <laughs> I am far from Jesus, but I'm trying to tell you there are, there are, there, there is an excitement in children because of what God does through his people, right? Oh, yeah. The great man, Mencius said, the great man is he who does not lose his child's heart. God give us a childlike heart in faith and acceptance and forgiving. Isn't it amazing how a child can be so abused but they still love their daddy or their mother or whoever abused them. Isn't that amazing? Joseph Heller said, and I'm quoting a lot of, lot of people here, but I learned one time, if you quote, you will be quoted. <laughs> Joseph Heller said, when I grow up, I want to be a little boy. That's what I'm preaching about tonight, right? Bob Seger said, I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. Ray Kroc said, when you're green, you're growing. 
And when you're right, you start to rot. That's about true, isn't it? Dr. Seuss said, adults are obsolete children. Give us the wonder. One must ask children and birds how cherries and strawberries taste, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said. The end of childhood, Eugene Anusko said, the end of childhood is when things cease to astonish us. Are you getting my point? When the world seems familiar, when one has got used to existence, one has become an adult. Albert Einstein said, he who can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe is as good as dead. His eyes are closed. God help us to wake up again and say, hey, life is good. No, yes, we have problems. We have difficulties. We have challenges. But I still awe at the mercies and the grace of God. Somebody ought to lift their hands and say, I awe at your presence here. I awe at what I'm feeling. If you don't feel something, you ought to Think about it. Children have neither past, Jean DeLay Bruer said, children have neither past nor future. They enjoy the present, which, er which very few of us do. Why can a child be so much in awe and wonder? Because He's right now. He's not living. Some of us are living yesterday, right now. And some more of us are wondering what's going to happen to us tomorrow. But a child is in the now. Give us that attitude. Sam Levinson said, one of the virtues of being very young is that you don't let the facts get in the way of your imagination. A child has not lost his wonder. A child now has seen everything, seemed like. They've heard everything. My youngest grandson, Jantz, in eight months' time, he had traveled probably more miles than I had when I was 28. So much TV, so much multimedia, children having children, it's hard to surprise people anymore. There's, a, there's, a, there's an old song that says, there's the wonder at sunset at evening, of sunset at evening, the wondrous sunrise I see. But the wonder of wonders that thrills my soul is the wonder that God loves me. The wonder of it all, the wonder of it all, just to think that God loves me. Verse 2 said, there's the wonder of springtime and harvest, the skies, the stars, the sun. But the wonder of wonders that thrills my soul is the wonder that's only begun, if you will, in me. Aren't you glad God started something in you? Aren't you glad to know that he still loves you? Don't lose the wonder of God's love. That's what I'm talking about tonight. 
Matthew 11, 20 through 25 said, Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of these mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done and you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon the day of judgment than for you. Thou Capernaum, which are exalted in the heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if he, the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. At that time, Jesus said, I thank thee, O Lord, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. This whole scenario here had to do with repentance. This whole context of this, the subject of these verses was repentance. The wise and prudent wouldn't understand this repentant thing, Jesus was saying, but the babies could understand us. I say it again, God give us a childlike spirit. Help us never to lose our repentant attitude. Whenever we get proud, whenever we get high, whenever we get mighty, whenever we get to the place that we don't think we have to humble ourselves and repent and pray again and come back and fall on our face again, then we've lost the wonder of childhood, the wonder of a saint. Give us a childlike spirit. Solomon's request was, oh, now, 1 Kings 3, 7, and now, Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Look where I stand, and I'm just a little child. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart. And because even in... Uh, in his position as king, he had the humility of a child. God said in 12 and 13, Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Where did it start with Solomon? A child like spirit always honoring if you will honoring God and realizing his 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 uh, necessity of God it's good for, uh, uh, Jeremiah uh, uh, in Lamentations that's good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth we need to learn to decide the disciplines of life while we're young and receive the joy of serving God and the true joy of the Holy Ghost while young because when a, a, a child grows up, all he can remember is the do's and don'ts of, of being in church if he don't really get the joy of the Holy Ghost. That's why, that's why you want to be careful not to tell a child, oh, you got it tonight. Whoa, wait a minute. Are you, what are you saying, brother? You heard what I said. Be careful. If they talked in tongues, they got it. Right. As the Spirit gives the utterance. I remember my, my childhood days. They told me I got it. 
I heard somebody telling somebody else, he got it tonight. Well, I may have. I was six years old, seven years old. Back then, you had to tarry a year. <laughs> I got baptized when I was six, and, got, and they said I got it when I was seven. But, but later on in my life, I wondered. I, I, I didn't know for sure for myself. But I got it for myself, probably 13, 14 years old. Nobody had to tell me. But I could have been raised. Brother Billy, let me talk about joy a minute. Can I talk about joy a little bit? Good to see you be able to be back to church. Joy Lemons came at 11 years old, was baptized in Jesus' name, and somebody told her she had the Holy, got the Holy Ghost. 49 years later, she was sitting back about where y'all sitting right now, wasn't she, Brother Billy? About, about there. On a Sunday morning, she came in 49 years later knowing she didn't really have what she needed. She never really did get the Holy Ghost like the Bible said. It angered her when she would see it written down somewhere. Anyway, she walked down here and stood right along here and began to talk in tongues as the Spirit gave the other. 49 years later, she went out in the world, went out into, uh, out, out into other denominations, if you will. But thank God she came back home, got the Holy Ghost. So I'm telling you, it's serious that these boys and girls really get the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody nod with me. Because if they don't get it, they don't get the joy of it. Then all they see about church is what they have to give up and what they can't wear and what they can't do and where they can't go. Oh, yes. Thank God for the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I got it for myself. Amen. Where are, all these, where are all these folks that have been a Christian a long time that say, you'll get over it? No, don't ever get over getting the Holy Ghost. Don't ever get over it. A new Christian, I'm told, uh, Vance said this, they thought he had lost his mind when he, when he got saved, whatever. They thought he had lost his mind. They took him to a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist says, when were you born? He said, born twice. Which time? <laughs> what was your father's name? Got two fathers, heavenly father and earthly father. He said, the psychiatrist says, where's your home? He said, got two homes, a heavenly home and an earthly home. Before it was over, they had to send a psychiatrist to a psychiatrist. <laughs> we ought to be so happy about what we got that we run people. We run people to asking, what meaneth this? Something happened to me. Something happened to you when you got the Holy Ghost. And when the world sees us, they ought to see a difference in us. They ought to see a smile on our face. They ought to see a radiance about us. Don't get over it. Don't get over it. Don't get over it. Don't get over it. Amen. 
Psalms 103.5 said, Who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The outward man, the writer said, perishes, but the inner man is renewed day by day. And so in our spirits, our youth can be recalled and in strength of wing and power of eye, we can be like the eagle. In old age, we can have daily surprises as we make daily discoveries of the unsearchable riches of Christ. You know what? Baptized at six years old, that's 69 years ago. Good gracious alive. Got the Holy Ghost as a young child. But I'm still surprised, I'm still amazed when I see people walk down this aisle and God's brought them out of darkness into this marvelous light. Hallelujah. I've been in some powerful services in my lifetime, but I come back on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night and maybe even a Wednesday night and I feel his presence one more time and it's just brand new. It's fresh again. I'd have never lost the wonder. You know why people backslide is because they lose the wonder. Keep the excitement about serving God. One time we had a lady, I'm, a, I, I, I'm not going to tell where she said. I was about to tell where I thought she said, but if y'all might remember. But we was having so many new converts coming in, Brother Brad. I mean, it was something sort of like that's going on now. <clears throat> and I mean, new converts were worshiping God, shouting, running, jumping, just like old converts ought to do. I'm pre that's what I'm preaching about tonight. Am I right? And they were having, they were, they were, I mean, they were taking over, she said. This, this, this lady said, she didn't tell me. She told somebody else. She probably knew not to tell me. But she told somebody else, and I got word, word of it that she said, these new converts just taking over our church. I let it ride a while. I didn't jump on the horse right then. I just let it ride a while, and I got up here one time, and I said, aren't we glad we got a lot of new converts that's helping us out, church? Yeah. Hallelujah. Aren't we glad that we baptized 14 in one service or 13, whatever? Aren't we glad we baptized four or five more last Sunday? Aren't we glad we got, oh, God, give us some new Oh, give us some new life. Woo! Oh, yeah. My, 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 my. I watch, these, I watch these newborn babes as they come in, but I watch these mothers and daddies also, and it just changes their life. When a new child comes into their home, you see the smile on their face. It just changes them so great. Oh, it ought to change us every time we see another one. I mean, it ought to be common that it happened as far as it happening. But it ought to be exciting to be able to say, we baptize one more. We baptize. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
The outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed every day by day. As we get older, Brother Dwayne, you're not, you're not quite old yet, but you're getting older. And we don't have the physical energies we have. We don't have maybe the vision that we used to have physically and maybe in other ways. But I'm telling you, just because we're getting older doesn't mean that we can't have the Spirit of God move. The outward man may perish, but the inward man. I'm preaching to some old folks. Don't you get old and gripey and grumpy in your old age and everything is bad all the time? My wife checks me sometimes. I can find this is not happening right. That's what she said. Quit grumping about that. And uh, I don't like to listen to her when she tells me what to do. But sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's right. And I, you might not like to hear what I'm saying, but everything's not always bad. It's just what you think about it. Isn't that right? Oh, the outward man may perish, but the inward man is renewed day by day. Just because this old body fails doesn't mean our spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, has to fail. It doesn't. It's renewed. That's why I'm still lifting my hands and praising God. That's why I'm still shouting. Oh, yes. It's going to be like eagles. And be like eagles in the penetration of its eye and the elevation of its flight and the swiftness of its motion. If the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, we cannot be, we cannot afford to be dull and inactive. Get a smile on your face and say, praise God, I'm still glad I got the Holy Ghost. I got it in 1947, 1953. Be glad you got it. Be excited about it now as you was then. It ought not be amazing grace, how sweet the, it ought to be amazing grace. Come on. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Come on, help me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind. But now I see. Oh, yes. There was this guy riding a, a train ride across the country. And the man would look out the window and he said, he would say, wonderful. Drive the, the train going down the tracks and a little further down the track, the man would look out and he'd say, wonderful. The rest of the passengers were bored. They'd been on their route many times, probably. They said, why are you saying wonderful? He said, till a few weeks ago, I was blind, but a great doctor restored my sight, which is perfectly commonplace to you, is out of this world to me. Oh, it ought to be out of this world every time we come to church. Isn't that right? There's still a wonder in his amazing grace. God, give us prayers that have taste. Give us songs with excitement. Give us sermons with anointing. Laodicea and church held on to the doctrine but lost its first love. They were, not, they were 
not uh, they were they 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 had they knew what the truth was, but they lost the first love. The Bible said, "If you've lost that glow, there's a, there's going to be a price to pay for losing that glow of the Holy Ghost." You know what? You can be like Samson. They uh, he was shorn, say, shaved his cut his hair off, and the Bible teaches us he he was binded. They bound him. Then he was blinded, binded, blinded, and then he wound up grinding. But he shook himself. He said the same as of, of old. Was, he wished not that the Lord had departed from him. So don't let this get old to you. Don't let this get dreary to you. Renew yourself in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself alive. Keep yourself exciting about it. Don't get weary and well-doing. We ought to be amazed in the presence of God. People want to be amused and see who can, who can you know, what, how they can be uh, entertained when they come to church. I'm, I'm not so interested in being amused as I am amazed at what God does. Hallelujah. Trying to close here. Hosea's wife in the Bible, the prophet Hosea's wife played the whoredom. 2-7 of Hosea, she shall follow after her lovers, but she shall not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will return, go and return unto my first husband, for then was it better with me than now. Is it be was it better for you when you got the Holy Ghost than it is now? It ought to be better now than it was then because you've learned a whole lot more. But she said it was better with me then. Then was it better with me than now. Oh, God. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, Hosea said, and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her, and I will give her her vineyards from thence. Her vineyards from thence. The valley of Achor for a door of hope, and she should sing there as in the days of her youth and is in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Gonna give her her vineyards. It's all already belonged to her. He's just gonna give them to her. What, what she lost, speaking of blessings and whatever she needed, it was already hers, but she didn't realize that it was hers, apparently. And he can, he, he, God can give you vineyards in your wilderness. And the valley of Achor, Achor is, is Hebrew for trouble. It was chosen for its likeness to Achan the troubler. Achor was the place, the door. It was the first place of which they took possession in Israel. God gave her a new beginning. Shall sing there, he said, songs, uh, if you will, songs as on high festival occasions. They, I'm going to give them those kind of songs back. And song speaks to us of life. Strength, hope, joy, happiness. Now, in the days when she come up out of the land of Egypt, as in the days of her youth, what are you saying? I'm saying, if you got the Holy Ghost 20 and 30 years ago, that was the youth of your, that was the youth of your, your, your walk with God, your experience with God. And it ought to be better now than it was then. It was great then, but it ought to be better now than it was then. The day 
when she was first born to the knowledge of her God, when the past of dollars had been forgiven and cut off, and she had all the freshness of new life and had not yet wasted by rebellion and sin. So, but the thrill and the vigor and the vitality used to be. But when they came out of Egypt, they had the timbrel and dance that left the Egyptians behind, drowning never to see them anymore. And what God is saying to, to Hosea's wife is, I'm going to let you sing as it was back then. You've been away from me. You've gone away from me. You forgot me. You've left me. But I'm going to let you sing as in the days of your youth. I want to tell you one more time. This does not ever have to get old. It ought to be like the psalmist said. Every time it's church time, we ought to say like the psalmist, I was glad when they said unto. Come on, help me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. You, are you ex as excited about the Holy Ghost now as you were when you first received it? You know, uh, my mother-in-law, bless her heart, great child of God, her and her husband pastored the church that Sister Pat was raised in. And uh, I, I watched her grow older. How old was she when she, 92, 3, 92, when she died. But just almost invariably, Sister Peggy, she'd be telling about the sermon that she heard Sunday at church, and she said it was the best sermon I ever heard. You go back up there and talk to her again, it's the best sermon I ever you know what, folks? That's a pretty good attitude to be 92 years old. I think that ought to be the best. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody else say, tonight, this is the best. <laughs> Stand with me. Oh, yes. Don't let your gold become dim. You know what? When the Queen of Sheba was walking up Solomon's steps, Man, she saw the glory and the glamour and the way his men were attending and the way they were dressed and so forth and so on. It just took her breath. Wouldn't you like for God just to literally take, I mean, take your breath, so to speak, because of his power and presence and you feel the awesomeness of his spirit. Wouldn't you like that? Hallelujah. Lift your hands and lift your voices. Say, Thank you, God. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for meeting us, Lord. Thank you for meeting us, Lord, one more time. Thank you for what I feel. Thank you for the presence of God. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, help us, Lord. Give us the mind of a scholar, the heart of a child. Toughen our hide without hardening our heart. Isn't that right? We need to be tough in this day and time we live in, but we need to have a tender heart. Shake hands with somebody and say, I love the word. Hope to see you Sunday.